0: And welcome to episode three hundred and eighty-nine of Geektown Radio. I'm your host Dave, and back with me is. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm very good, David. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was on holiday for a month, basically. Uh, so we I think this is the longest break we've taken on the show before. But uh, we are back. And uh, there's been lots of things going on and lots of TV stuff. But uh, what have you been up to for the last month or so? So I finished, uh, I was going to say it's not Peacemaker, it's Poker Face, yes. um,
1: the first season, which is on uh, the not peacock part of sky yes. um which is is one of those shows over there uh, natasha leone in the lead role i liked it a lot it's interesting though because you watch the first three episodes and it's like, okay this is good it, it's basically told you apart from the differences in the first episode Episodes sort of two through five roughly You are watching the same thing happen, right? Over and over again, but in in different locations, different cases, but the same.
0: It's a formula. Format.
1: And then it gets to about episode, what, seven or eight, and then a couple of things change. And then it ended quite nicely with sort of episodes nine and 10. I only felt like it could have done with maybe two fewer episodes, possibly one one, one or two. I I really liked it overall. Like when I look back at the the whole season, it's just that kind of middle part where you think. going to do this for the rest of the season and what's going on with like because there's an overarching thing that's going on and then there's a sort of episode to episode kind of she ends up going somewhere something happens and she figures out the case so to speak i also kept forgetting now this is my own this isn't the show's fault i also kept forgetting she's got that ability which is i think it's to like tell when people's lying or yeah i thought it was a great show overall i just uh it's just that middle part that could have been a bit better but i thought the start and the end was very good for the season it was good to see as you mentioned before with so many different guest roles. You've got like La Jamal and you've got so many other really great people in there as well and you're not sure who's going to pop up episode to episode and you sort of, oh, there's that person. Oh, there's that person. But it still focuses on uh, Natasha's character. But It's got a second season, right?
0: Yes, I believe it has already been cool. renewed for a second season. The critical acclaim it's got has been off the charts. It's been really, really well received. The format is... Essentially, Columbo, which if you know that old detective TV show, the the format is it's a sort of inverted detective story where you actually see the murder or whatever the crime is in the first half. And then uh, in this case, Charlie, Natasha Leone's character kind of pops up sort of halfway through. And then you see her work out exactly what happened. And in some cases, she's been there previously. You've just not seen her. And in some cases, that's when she rolls into town. And I think it, it works really, really well. It's a really nice update to that format. And uh, as you mentioned, the cast is ridiculous because of the fact that she moves from town to town. So the only main cast is Natasha Lyonne every single other person is guest cast. So you've got John Bratsenberger in there. You've got Rhea Perlman, Tim Blake Nelson, Simon Helberg from Big Bang, Tim Russ from Star Trek, Voyager. You've got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up, Nick Nolte. I mean, there's a crazy array of names that, that pop up in the show. It's really, really good. And I think the format works really well. Really very enjoyable show that. Looking forward to it coming back.
1: Yeah, me too. As I say I liked it. I just thought the middle bit was a little bit long in the it sort of changed a bit later than what I thought it was going to. Right. That was all. So I've been watching both nine one one shows. I am caught up on Lone Star. I, I'm not actually sure how many episodes behind I am on nine one one. I just keep putting the episodes on which is cool i think both these shows have been absolutely fantastic i did a podcast the other day one of my why you should watch things and i included both shows in it, which i've i've never done that on two shows before but i thought they're both in the same thing and then one's just a spin-off it's interesting when we look at spin-offs and stuff right because a spin-off of a show will come out and you think oh it's not as good as the the other one and all there's always this pressure on a spin-off show We saw what happened with like, you know, things like Fear the Walking Dead and many, many other shows. And of course, all the Star Trek shows get compared now. What's better, Discovery or Strange New Worlds or Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff always happens. But I think the second show that Lone Star has really come into its own. And at points is, I would say, level with the original show. I think they're both excellent anyway. So I really enjoy both of them anyway. I mean it's all about the characters it's all about like the emotional things they go through whether it's the one end of the scale which is something really heartwarming and, and and happy or the other end something really heartbreaking you know and that doesn't have to be to do with one of the main characters getting injured or something it could just be did they save the person they were trying to save mm-hmm. or there might be a group of people that have been in a car crash or something and it's you know they saved the baby but did they save the mom or it, it can be things like that and there's always the intense scenes with those it's very much a Human show, but whenever it comes to the the big stunts and stuff, it never feels sort of like Sharknado esque. Okay, it feels a bit extreme that the things that, that happen, but it always feels kind of realistic and grounded, and it never ever feels like they've I, I've I don't remember ever watching any episodes of either of these shows and thinking, oh they're kind of holding back or the budget's not there or because mm-hmm. they are both on network shows or on, yeah. on network channels. Because usually with shows like this, and we've talked about things like this before, and with the main show being in season six, the other one being in season four, from what I understand, cast contracts go up and up and up a little bit. Yes. As you get through the seasons. And even if those things are happening that we've not been aware of, it's never felt like it's been cheap or held back or anything. I've, I've really, really enjoyed both these shows. Uh, are you caught up on, on those two?
0: I'm a little bit behind because I was away for a month. Uh-huh. Um, so although uh, Lone Star wasn't running when I left. I think it is back. Yeah, it's October or something, um, didn't be- Because it sort of flips backwards and forwards. I'm a little bit behind on Lone Star and nine one 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 right now. But I really enjoy... Both those shows. Mm. As you say, there are network budgets and, and some of the stunts and stuff that they've put together, I think, have been really well done. Of course, we're not going to see any crossovers moving forward because 911 has shifted networks in the US. It's now going to ABC because it is actually a Disney made mm. show, which is why they're on Disney Plus over here. But it was on Fox. They were both on Fox and Fox couldn't afford to keep 911. So they moved it back over onto ABC. And part of the reason they couldn't afford it is because as you were talking about, the cast contracts get more and more expensive as the seasons go on, and nine one one is the longer running show. I suspect Lone Star will get pulled across onto ABC at some point as well. But I was wondering if that moment, would happen, yeah. Yeah, at the moment it's a couple of seasons behind, so the cast contracts aren't up for renewal yet. So nine one one is on ABC and nine one one Lone Star is on Fox in the US, which the only change that you will see is you won't see characters crossing over any for the seasons while they're on separate networks it's unlikely anyway um mm-hmm. but still very enjoyable both of those i mean they're good solid decent well put together procedural network series both of those
1: definitely yeah and i've watched the how many was it two episodes of handmaid's tale the most recent season i'm way behind on that but sometimes i'm watching this show and i'm like oh we're in season seven or eight or something because it, it feels like the show's been on for that long <laughs> and it's only in, was it season four or five I think, but it feels like it's been on like season Five. eight or yeah. something. It's interesting with the end of last season, which also I, I won't get into because that was like a massive, massive event. I remember watching that and thinking, okay, you've got another season and that's come and gone. And I think it's been renewed for another one after, isn't it? Yes. There's a, yeah, a, yeah, actually, the next one's the last one. Yeah. Sixth and final season so, coming. Yeah. It keeps getting to that point every season. And I felt, felt this even back in maybe season three, Of, like, how because from what I have read before, season one covered the book yeah and then the show just decided to keep going after that because it was well successful and i think this is one of like hulu's earlier shows as well it was one of their sort of first originals so they sort of clung on to it a little bit i understand why some people have dropped off from it it can be a bit not in terms of bad quality just because just because of what the story is and how brutal and how horrible it is it can be you know grading at points but then it's very very good at doing what it's doing but what it's doing five seasons in you kind of want wondering where is the end point for this like how much more can june june and these women possibly go through and mm-hmm. it is good now to know that next season is because i know they've got a spin-off coming up or or something um, yes, but definitely. the next season's last one it, it just needs that end point to sort of because you could tell maybe what you could do for the ending i just think it's time for it to it to get there now because yes. I mean, the end of last season was a very big checkpoint and I'm glad they got to a checkpoint like that because otherwise if, if you'd have spent another season with that character, mm-hmm. especially from the situation they were in, it would have felt like it just would have dragged even more. Yeah. I'm kind of ready to see its conclusion. Yeah. And I remember even back in season two and three, I think I did a podcast a while ago. I was kind of like what's happened to the handmaid's tale and where is it going? The, the one, the one reason I've stuck with the show the whole time. I mean, it is a very good show and you've got like some other really good people in it as well is I want to see not just June but these other women I want to see them get freedom because that will be the relieving kind of Finish line, and I want to get there. And knowing that next season's last one is good for that. Have you uh, caught up with, with that at all?
0: Yeah, I've done the fifth season. I enjoyed that season, but I'm very much with you. It, it's kind of at the point where it sort of needs to end. And mm. It's one of those things that I think they're starting to pull the story a bit too far. And I think ending it on a sixth season is certainly a good place for it to stop. They are developing this sequel series, which is based on The Testaments, which is uh, Margaret Atwood's 2019 novel, which is set in the same world, uh, Mm -hmm. which that causes some slight issues as well, because it's, I think, set in Gilead. Still with Handmaids, and it's a sequel, so that rather uh. spoils the end of what happens in the end of the Handmaid's Tale. Because mm. if they are planning on doing that, you can't have Gilead destroyed at the end of it.
1: So just doing multi everyone's doing multiverses now. Just do multiverse and set it on a different earth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe that's the way you do it. So uh, yeah, I'm sort of intrigued to see how they come to a satisfying conclusion of the Handmaid's Tale when they're also planning to do the test as well so that's I, I a rare really case
1: where I wish that I wish that was just a, like a reboot and not a like the idea of a sequel yeah. to that there's, I, yeah I don't really like that idea
0: no I'm kind of with you there because you want to end the series with Gilead destroyed and the handmaids all free and it's all being like you know everything's fixed and stuff and they can't do that if they're going to make a sequel to it so We'll see where it ends up, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, I think. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Well, I was away in America for a month, so uh, I've been sort of trying to catch up on things. I watched a few bits and pieces while I was out there. It's an interesting time in America because, of course, everybody is on strike in the TV industry pretty much. All the writers are on strike, which happened before we went away. And whilst I was away, SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Guild, also went on strike. Pretty much nothing is being made right now, which is going to be interesting moving forward because we're not really seeing any negative effect as much of that at the moment. I mean, you know, the late night shows were already off air because of, of, you know, things like John Oliver and the late night talk shows, you know, they were all off air because of the writer's strike anyway. Had they been on air, they now wouldn't be allowed to have actors on the shows because there was part of the strike the actors aren't allowed to promote any sag Afro work that means no actors for press junkets no actors going on chat shows it's going to be very interesting when graham norton returns towards september october whenever it is that his chat show comes back because they're not going to be able to have big u.s stars if the strike's still ongoing because they're not going to be able to come on and promote things different for the uk actors if they're uk actors that are members of equity they're not not on strike, so they can still go on and promote stuff. It's also going to make Comic-Cons very interesting as well, because we've got guest lineups for Comic-Cons, which are coming up later in the next sort of few months. And we don't know what's going to happen with that because they they can go to comic cons and they can sign things and they can chat to fans and take photos and all that sort of stuff. They may not be able to do panels or if they do do panels, you can't go and ask them stuff about their shows. So like Stephen Amell is being booked for MCM, I think this year. Yeah. Uh, and if he did a stage panel, you wouldn't be able to ask him anything about Arrow or even heels, which is his new show. So, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. That's going to be sort of an interesting thing from the Comic-Con point of view. But I mean, I get why they're striking. I entirely understand it. I mean, a it's partly to do with residuals for streaming. They basically do not get anywhere near the amount of money that they should get for streaming shows. So they're fighting for that. They're also fighting against the use of AI, which is something which is both for the writers and the actors because they're trying to re- place, particularly background actors with sort of digital versions, you've got to bear in mind as well that 95% of the actors union aren't your main cast, even guest cast. They are background actors. They are the people that you see wandering around in shots and stuff. And if they get replaced, you're basically kind of crushing the industry, you know? So there are lots of things that they're fighting for. I very much support them in that. We don't know how long this is going to go on for. Uh, they were talking about it being at least six months at the moment you're not seeing it on screen but Come the autumn, shows like 911 are not going to be filming all your big procedural stuff like the FBIs, the Chicago series, the Law and Orders. None of those will be coming back. If you look at the US schedules, they're mainly replacing everything with either animation or reality or game shows. There are is very, very limited amount of scripted drama that is actually going to be on. TV in the autumn in the US which of course impacts over here as well mainly for Sky, particularly Sky Witness and Sky Max the advantage to us is you may see some of the shows which haven't been picked up yet getting picked up, things like Fire Country which has the the, I forget his name but the guy from um, Seal Team in it, that's his new show, Uh, Mm -hmm. you may see something like that getting picked up to fill a gap, you may see things like there's a couple of Fox shows like Alert Missing Persons Unit which I think he's got Khan's new show from Hawaii Five There are those shows which may get picked up because they're going to have to plug holes in the schedule so We'll see where it goes, but um, yeah, we're probably in this for the long haul because the actors and writers are not going to back down anytime soon, I don't think. Yeah,
1: and they shouldn't do if they don't feel like they're getting equal pay.
0: No, no. Um,
1: Um, I mean, you're seeing it all over this country as well. Obviously, it's a little bit different with like train strikes and NHS worker strikes. And I I don't think at any point in my life I've ever seen so many groups of workers of people striking. Um, Mm -hmm. And I stand with the NHS as well. I think they should get paid a lot more than than what they do especially for the work they do my goodness I know that's different to actors and stuff I'm just talking about strikes but it is sad as well to see so many of these different people striking because they feel like they haven't been paid fairly And I've read in the last couple of weeks about different actors coming out and saying oh well, I got this residuals for this show and almost every amount I've read for something sounds far too low yeah I mean I don't know what these pay packets are supposed to be but they are a lot lower than what I thought they were going yeah. to be especially if you consider all these streamers and stuff and all these kinds of companies. You're talking about like multi-billion dollar companies here. It's a bit, I know this isn't quite the same thing, it's a bit like, because many and are trying to buy people at the moment and it's a bit like everyone being convinced of, oh many and I haven't got enough money. It's like, no, that's not true, it's the people at the top. Um, yeah. And whenever it comes to anything like this with, with payment and whatnot, it's usually the people at the top that are the problem. Mm-hmm. So usually in most cases they're just a little bit too greedy.
0: Yeah, and that is very much the case here, I think. You know, yeah, um, yeah. as many of the actors and writers have said, they don't have a problem with the mid-level executives that they're working with. You know, it's the upper brass at these companies, the ones that are taking millions and billions away in paychecks and then claiming poverty that they can't pay people. And, you know, the streaming issue... Particularly is a huge one, given that the way that residuals work, which is residuals are the money that gets paid to you know an actor or writer when a show gets run on either network TV or a streaming service, the residuals basically for streaming are calculated based on the amount that a performer was originally paid and the number of subscribers on that streaming platform at the time. Not the number of people watching the show itself, which is how traditional, you know, basically if a show on NBC and lots of people watch it, the residuals you'll get from that are going to be higher than it would be if nobody was watching it. The problem with the streaming setup is you could be an actor that's starting out and only have been paid quite a small amount for that role so the residuals you're getting from the streamer because it's tied to the base amount that you were originally paid is going to be way way lower than it should be and so mm-hmm. you could be on a show that's i don't know wednesday for example which was massively popular on netflix mm-hmm. you could be one of the actors in that that that's one of your early roles and despite the fact that that's a hugely popular show you're not getting paid anywhere near as much as something which starts a much bigger name actor who got a much larger amount up front but their show flopped, but they're going to be getting paid a lot more in residuals. So it's a very wonky model. And as a lot of people have said, this strike is not about protecting the people who are names that you know. It's about protecting the up-and-comers and and the people that you don't know and the people that are the ground level of that industry and making sure that they can actually survive on a livable wage. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really messed up system right now and it needs correcting and that's what they're fighting for yeah
1: it's interesting at the moment because the issue is now you can film things but you can't write things although there's an actor strike so you can't
0: quite film yeah, things you as can't, well f- yeah it, it yeah, depends yeah. I mean some things are filming as I said Equity is still filming in the UK because it's illegal for them to sympathy strike with the US so stuff like House of the Dragon is still filming because it's mainly filmed in the uk under equity Uh industry which is a big hbo show and also bbc over here is filmed under equity in the uk as well so that is still filming and there are other things that are filming in the uk but were filmed mainly under sagafra and they've been shut down so if it says sagafra project and they're the lead acting guild for the actors on the project then it's not filming mm. and nothing is being written i mean the only reason that has the dragon is still filming is because of the fact that the scripts were completed prior to the writer strike um mm-hmm. so nothing and nothing can be changed on those scripts at this point
1: oh hopefully this gets resolved soon yes. rather than later. yeah so.
0: i mean I, I don't see it getting resolved anytime soon but mm. we can hope you know <laughs> (laughs) Um, In terms of stuff that I have been watching though, Strange New Worlds, I'm thoroughly enjoying this season. I am up to date on that. They surprise dropped an episode last night. The latest episode, which is called Those Old Scientists, which is the crossover episode with Lower Decks handled that brilliantly well it's directed by jonathan frakes and uh currently at number one in the imdb database of like all episodes of all star trek that's currently the number one episode and there's a lot Uh, of those yeah there is a lot of those across all seasons (laughs) but apparently that is currently trending at number one the crossover one yes that's the crossover one Mm. um with Lower Decks. And I really enjoyed it. It's funny. It's a little bit silly, but they managed to pull it off so, so well. as sort of classic Trek and pokes fun at itself as well. The kind of transition from animation to live action, I think works really, really well. That was supposed to come out on Friday and they aired it, I think, at San Diego Comic Con, which we'll be talking a bit more about later. But they aired it at San Diego Comic Con and then said, "Um, for everybody at home, you'll be able to watch it tonight so that episode is now out and then i think there's another episode dropping on friday and thursday friday then it'll go back to weekly releases again so uh yes there is a another episode of of uh star trek strange new worlds up if you uh, haven't been and caught that yet quantum leap which also dropped onto paramount plus whilst i was away i've been catching up on that do you familiar with the original quantum leap somewhat yeah Yeah. i mean it's ended a while ago so uh, you know Mm. i wouldn't have expected you necessarily to have seen it but the old series star scott bakula as um, sam beckett physicist working on a government experiment into time travel they threaten to cut his funding so he takes drastic action and jumps into the quantum leap accelerator vanishes from the present day but becomes trapped in the past however he isn't in his own body, but has leapt into the body of somewhere else. And the only way that he can leap forward and in the hopes that the leap will take him home into his own body is by solving some sort of personal problem crisis of the person that he's leaped into so he's been used by some supreme power as a way of correcting issues in the timeline essentially the new iteration of it has a similar setup it stars Raymond Lee who you might know from Kevin can F himself which is you know we've talked about great series as Ben Song he is a world-renowned physicist who has picked up the baton of the quantum leak project it's been 30 years since Sam stepped into the quantum leak accelerator and vanished now a new team has been a assembled on the project in a hope of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. It's really fun. Uh, It does very much have the feel of the original, but also adds this new dimension because you see much more of the team back at the sort of accelerator headquarters as they try to unravel exactly why Ben jumped in the first place, because he wasn't the person that was supposed to go into the machine. So that sort of added the extra kind of mystery dimension to it as well, rather than it just being about the time travel and solving the problem. So I'm rather quite enjoying that. Um, That's been quite fun. Have you caught any of that yet?
1: No, and I haven't. Started a uh, Star Trek either. I'm not on Paramount Plus at the moment.
0: Ah so right, okay.
1: <laughs> got to juggle the streamers because we have so many of them. Yes. <laughs> Even though we still don't have AMC, but never mind.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, which is a point we'll come to later, I'm sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Witcher, I've started as well. A few episodes into that. I'm kind of struggling to connect with this uh, season a little bit. I don't know whether it's just because it's been off for a while. I'm sort of getting back into it, but the plotting seems a bit all over the place in places. Henry Cavill is still great, and uh, I'll be sad to see him go when he's replaced by Liam Hemersworth next season. Uh, Of course, he's going across to Amazon to create the one on a 40K universe. It's split into two halves as well, so I'm not even through the first half of the third season yet. But yeah, I'm just, I don't know, seems a bit, shaky plot wise so far
1: yeah I agree uh, I'm two two episodes into the what five starter of the, yeah. of the season I found it to be boring and I don't know if it's because in the back of my mind every time I look at Geralt I'm like he's getting replaced yeah. uh, well not getting replaced he left left the role I also just why is Ciri always got to be in danger yeah because she's like having these visions or, or something and Yennefer's trying to help her which is interesting but series it I mean I haven't read the books so I don't think I probably ever will but I remember when I played the third game and she was like a very very powerful character and mm-hmm. we're into the third season now and I get with the because the first season was sort of the plot of the third game which was Geralt has to go and find her which I thought was well done and everything and then the second season was Siri in trouble she had some trouble she was dealing with and then you're doing the visions thing with, with her this season I don't know where that goes yet because I haven't gotten that far everybody else is fine it, I agree it's not really sort of just clicking I mean I really like this cast I really like these characters Henry's girl is excellent so are the all the rest of them but I feel like it's starting to just slip away a little bit and yeah. I heard it got renewed for four and five I can't remember if that was if that was correct but that's what I because I saw some online discussion about like how is Liam supposed to some people were saying about okay Henry's so brilliant in this role how is Liam supposed to replace him obviously Liam's going to have to figure that out for himself as to how he approaches the role but it will also depend on the direction and right that he gets. There was a couple of these side characters popping up, and I'm like, okay, you're kind of interesting, but I want to get back to the main cast. So it's just not really clicking so far. I'm hoping there's some sort of it builds up to something and works a bit better.
0: I think it's only been renewed for a fourth season so far I don't see any evidence of it being related okay. for a fifth but I, I could be wrong about that do you think it'll be cancelled after the fourth I've, I think it's very much going to be whether I I, and I feel very sorry for Liam Hemsworth on this because yeah it's not it, his, it's not his it, fault because it, he will get blamed for it if it get cancelled after the fourth season yeah and it will not be his fault because the signs He's- if the writing continues to trend downwards which it has done for this season then the cancellation is not his Fault. It's the production. Yeah, we'll he just took an acting job. That was all that he did. Yeah. So um, yeah. Good luck to him because it is big shoes to fill. But we'll see. Mm-hmm yeah Lincoln Lawyer I've also been caught up with uh, that's another one that's been split into two halves and uh, ends on a cliffhanger as well so I love that show it's really really good feels very much like a sort of CBS network drama in the vein of something like Elementary or even The Rookie or you know it's that kind of dramedy kind of thing Mm. but really really fun solid plot funny entertaining characters really good story good case that they're working on So very very enjoyable that show and and uh, Foundation, which has got the first two episodes of season two out. Took me a little while to get back into it, and I had to go and watch a recap video because I was like, what? the hell happened last season i can't remember but really great the first episode is a little bit confusing and then it sort of settles in the second episode and you're kind of back focused on it and you see where the story's starting to go very enjoyable proper full-on sci-fi series on apple tv and uh first season of that was great second season is Basically, a continuation of that. So enjoying that as well.
1: Yeah, the first two episodes were just brilliant for that. The way the show is put together, production value, acting, just everything is is fantastic. And again, it's the one that you want to watch without any distractions at all. Otherwise, you will be lost. Yes. Um But uh, put your phone away. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it very much rewards you for doing that. It's interesting. A couple of the things they're trying to do in these first two episodes, especially with the the middle brother, because you've got the young, the middle, day. and the old one. Yes. No, they've all got the Dawn, names, day, and dusk. They are. Yeah. Yeah, with some of the things he's been going through, which was very, very interesting, especially that fight scene. Yes. Um, Just a brilliant show.
0: If you want to see a very fit, very naked Lee pace (laughs) in a fight scene.
1: (laughs) I think that was the advertisement. Yes.
0: Yes, that's that. That was the the play for the opening episode of Foundation season two. I think, but yeah, very enjoyable. That that's on Apple TV. First two episodes of season two are out now. But if you've not watched season one of Foundation, go and check it out. If you like sci-fi, it's a serious, hard sci-fi. Put your phone away, concentrate on it. It's a brilliant, brilliant show. That's all the stuff we've been watching. Let's move on to some TV and film news. <laughs> We kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations, and pickups. There has been obviously a number of cancellations and renewals whilst we've been off. So Single Drunk Female and The Watchful Eye both cancelled at free form. I don't know whether The Watchful Eye ever actually aired over here. I don't think it did. Single Drunk Female was on Disney Plus. So uh, they both gone. High Desert cancelled at Apple after one season. I wasn't even a show I was aware of. I don't think that one. So I've never heard of that. No, uh, which is possibly why it's been cancelled. Snowflake Mountain cancelled by Netflix after one season, which I think was a reality-like show where they either. shoved a bunch of people onto a, a mountain, I think. But yes, yeah, so that's cool. gone. <laughs> um, uh, Magnum PI has been cancelled again. It's not coming back after the second part of season five on NBC. Those episodes are still to go out. I think it's running on Sky now, the first half of that, but it's coming back. It's one of the few scripted series because they've already shot it that is coming back in the autumn mm-hmm. in the US and uh, then at will on Sky over here, but uh, that will be it for that. So that's not returning. Sex Education They announced will end with its full season premiering in September on Netflix. That So uh, that will come to its end. I've not watched any of that. I, you were watching that. No,
1: I think it's one of Netflix's best shows. Um, um, I really like it a lot. I, I remember... I struggled to get into it at the start, maybe a little bit, but then it just really started clicking. Have you never seen it before?
0: No, no, I never got around to watching it. I thought you um, had. No, no, never got around to watching it. But uh, I know it's supposed to be a very good show, and I know it's Mm. beloved by people. That's where
1: Shuti Gatwa. From, yes, it?
0: yes, it's yeah. where shoes he's from. So, uh, you know, but he's obviously going to yeah, be going from very, to very huge. Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, Doctor mm-hmm. Who. There has been a number of pictures of uh, him in costume on uh, Doctor Who. Seen him. Looks, looks good. It looks great. I, I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, over on Paramount+, Plus, they cancelled a bunch of shows. Rise of the Pink Ladies, The Game, Queen of the Universe... Star Trek Prodigy, frustratingly, has been cancelled, which I really, really enjoyed. I know. Was that the animated one? That was the animated, technically kids show, but was ah. really well done and was kind of a continuation of Voyager more than anything else. I mean, it had a lot of the Voyager cast in it, particularly Janeway. Tokote also shows up in that as well. Really rather enjoyable, that show. And uh, it's such a shame that they've decided to ditch it and th- the other thing with these is they've not only ditched it they've done the thing of writing them off so they've eradicated them from the uh, streaming platform which is really frustrating
1: i'd like them to stop doing things like that yeah it's very annoying so like, what happened with willow you mean yes like, like what those happened with willow and, and batgirl and yeah yeah it's become a bit more of a regular thing and i don't like that at all
0: no i don't like that either they are in talks of hoping that somebody else will pick it up or it will go somewhere but that's also kind of weird because they've been billing Paramount Plus as being the home of Star Trek and then you will have this Mm. animated Star Trek show which may not be on there and you'll have to find it somewhere else. I mean it was technically also on Nickelodeon which is also owned by Paramount but whether it will still just run on Nickelodeon and not Paramount Plus I don't know. Real shame that I mean the other ones I didn't watch Rise of the Pink Ladies, uh, didn't watch the game didn't watch Screen of the Universe so so that's frustrating but over on the renewals the Horn section TV show has been renewed for season 2 by Channel 4 so that will be coming back that's Alex Horn and the rest of the group returning for a sort of chat show comedy thing elite has been renewed for season eight by netflix so that's got to be one of their longest running things at this point i think
1: people really like that show a lot. Yeah. yeah yeah it's
0: been hugely popular From has been renewed for a third season by MGM Plus, so that will be coming back. We're Here has been renewed for a fourth season by HBO. and It's a uh, thing about drag queens that turn up in sort of small town America, I think is the setup for that. It's sort of a reality thing, but uh, yeah, it's for HBO. So that's been renewed for a fourth season. And um, one of the other things that happened while we're off, Simon Barry announced that Warrior Nun is going to return having been cancelled by Netflix but he has announced that they are Working on either a third season or a film, something to round it off. Anyway, that's the plan. We don't know where and we don't know when. Chances are it won't be Netflix. It will probably be somewhere else. So we'll see. But Worry and apparently has been saved. So that's nice. um, yeah, that's good. It's good for fans. You know, a lot of people were really gutted when that got cancelled. Yeah, it, got was, a very it was big fan base. One that was really upsetting for a lot of people. That one. So mm. I'm glad it's coming back. I haven't actually watched the second season of it yet. I didn't started because when i went to it it already
1: got cancelled but it was on my sort of watch list and then yeah i think i'd finished something and i was literally gonna go and watch it and then it got cancelled so yeah
0: no i had the same feeling in pickups and other news uk tv has picked up a bunch of shows Evil, which is out. We're recording this on Monday. It's out literally today. He's going out on Alibi tonight. They've also picked up So Help Me Todd, which was a CBS show, another kind of crime dramedy thing. And uh, A Million Little Things, which I think is going on to UK TV Play because they're dropping all the seasons of that on there. I think there's four seasons of it, but that will be going up in the autumn, I think, on UK TV Play. So they picked up a bunch of stuff. Wheel of Fortune is He's going to be coming back onto our screens on ITV. That's after Mm. 22 years off air. And Graham Norton is going to be hosting it, which is is kind of interesting because usually he only does BBC stuff, but uh, he's going to be on ITV after that. The Morning Show has got a premiere date for season three. That's coming Wednesday, the 13th of September. So I'm looking forward to that coming back. There was a random bit of news that Anton Deck are developing a (laughs) reboot of Biker (laughs) Grove. (laughs) <laughs> which is in conjunction with Fullwell 73 which is a production company so i mean fine okay they're apparently not developing it as a kids show they are developing it in that more sort of waterloo road Derry girls sort of area i think it's, right. it's more has kids as the lead but he's more aimed at a sort of adult audience i think they're partly going for the nostalgia thing uh, i don't know whether they're actually going to be in it or reprising their pj and duncan characters i don't point, but they are apparently developing that. Don't know whether it will make it to air, but how long's that been off for? That's gotta be twenty something years as well <laughs> at this mm. point. There was a bit of Grandchester news. Tom Brittany is leaving the show. Uh, He, of course, was one of the people that was up for the Superman legacy role, which uh, we'll come to in a bit. But he was one of the names mentioned as being cast in that. So it did sort of seem like maybe he was looking to move on to other things. Rishi Na has been brought in to replace him as the new vicar for season nine. He will be turning up in that Still don't know when Grandchester is going to air over here for the eighth season. There's been a few changes in terms of who actually funds the show. So PBS Masterpiece, who air it in America, are now the lead funder of the series, even though it was originally an ITV show. So they get to air it first, and then it airs on ITV over here, which is why it's currently airing in America and not in the UK. And welcome to Wrexham. Season two now has a premiere date. That's coming the 13th of September on Disney+ plus in the uk which i'm very happy about because despite it being a football show which is not something i usually watch that was brilliant the first season of that i'm looking forward to i mean i kind of know what happened with their season whereas i didn't with the first season but i'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle the second season of that
1: yeah it was a brilliant first season it's nice to see you good football owners taking care of their club and uh, the human side of all of it and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'd love Man United to do something like that, but the Glazers would never let that
0: happen. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Just, uh, because they wouldn't no, be on screen.
0: No, and they probably come across as like evil cartoon villains <laughs> for most of it as Yeah, because well. they, they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, 13th of September for Welcome to Wrexham for season two there was a bunch of news that came out of San Diego Comic Con as well Uh, much much less than usual partly because of the fact that a lot of people had pulled out there was no big panels for Marvel or Disney or all that sort of stuff there was for the comic book side of things but not for the TV and film side of stuff because you know the actors are on strike and they can't go and promote things it was a much quieter San Diego Comic Con than you would usually get. But there were a few bits and pieces of news that dropped out. Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty, the uh, Justin Rowland co-created shows, which uh, of course Justin Rowland got fired from both of those shows after there was allegations of um, domestic abuse from an ex-partner. I should point out that I think the police have dropped all charges against him, but seemed he was somewhat problematic allegedly in terms of what he was actually doing when he was turning up at the studio to do the voice work. He hasn't really written anything on the show, apparently, for a very, very long time. He was co-creator of it, but he was basically rolling up and doing voices. He's the voice of Corvo in Solar Opposites, and he's the voice of Rick and Morty. So it was a case of, well, what are they going to do about the voice work now they've got rid of him? So on Rick and Morty, they've said they're going to replace him with soundalikes. So hopefully you won't really notice much of a difference with that so they will bring people in that sound like rick and morty for that show corvo they've taken a slightly different tack they've replaced him with dan stevens who you'll know from either danton abbey probably or legion the wonderfully bonkers marvel show he of course is british and they've kind of changed his accent and there was hilarious little video clips that they released of that of like i think they they shot him in the throat with an arrow and uh, the rest of the group were like oh no let's go and fix it and he's like no actually i rather like my voice like this <laughs> the kids are going so so is he gonna sound like this now it's like well yeah probably i'm sure nobody will notice it's <laughs> just kind of carried on so uh, yes dan stevens is now the voice of corvo in solar opposites i rather like that they're they're kind of glossing over it you know having vaguely referenced it and Dan Stevens is great so sure it will be wonderful and uh, I love Solar Opposites it's going to be really really fun to see that come back as well yeah I did
1: see that clip it was quite interesting the way they they tried to handle that so we'll see how that goes goes.
0: hopefully that all works Rick and Morty is going to be interesting if they're just going to use sound alikes we'll see who ends up getting the job there also on the animation side Invincible now has has a premiere date for season two that's coming on the 3rd of november but as a sort of thank you to fans for very very patiently waiting because i think it was 2021 when the first season of that came out invincible atom eve has been released already that is out now on prime video it's a standalone origin story episode based around the superhero played by jillian jacobs That is now up. I haven't got around to watching it yet, but uh, Invincible Atom Eve is released already on Prime Video, so you can go and check that out up on there. But uh, very much looking forward to that coming back as well. And uh, they've added even more people to the already ridiculous cast that that show had. (laughs) Because as well as being like half the cast of The Walking Dead doing voices for that, you've now got Sterling K. Brown doing voices, Rob Delaney, Clarissa Flockhart, Phil Lamar, Luke McFarlane, Tatiana Mislaney is in there, Scott McNary, Ben Schwartz, Rhea Seahorn, Lee Thompson, Chantal Van Santen, a whole bunch of other people in there. So uh, yeah, the, there were a whole bunch of new voices joining. People like Gillian Jacobs and Stephen Yend, J.K. Simmons, Ross McQuand, Carrie Payton, Zachary Quinto, yeah, all the other people that are involved in that. So yeah, very much looking forward to that coming back back
1: yeah that should be great when it uh, comes back it's been a long time these things do take a long time
0: yes animation takes a while and it has already been renewed for a third season so that hopefully should close the gap between the animation process for season one and season two, although I don't know whether how the strike is going to affect that because of the voice acting, because they're obviously not allowed to do voice acting. So we'll see, but hopefully they can do the animation stuff and it doesn't slow it down too much. Yeah. Yeah. The boys spinoff Gen V has a premiere date as well. That's coming September 29th. The Marvel's official trailer premiered at S. DCC that was the other thing that popped up I rather like the look of that I'm assuming you have you watched that yeah very
1: very good trailer be interesting to see how Secret Invasion leads into that because it clearly will because the whole Nick Fury thing
0: yes um, we might have
1: for this for a bit of time I mean Captain Marvel's been apart from like some odd appearances here and there hasn't been in anything like major since her film and Mm -hmm. since Endgame but I suppose there's been loads of other characters as well yeah, Monica Rambeau in there will be very good. You've got to see Ms. Marvel herself and then uh, Captain Marvel. But it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and apart from Black Panther and maybe Guardians 3, because Ant-Man was a bit of a miss to me, this and sort of Secret Invasion feels like the proper start of Phase 5. Because mm-hmm. things like, okay, Guardians was kind of wrapping that up. Black Panther was sort of sorting that out. And I know you had Kang in, in Ant-Man, but the, these two, so Se- Secret Invasion and this feels was like sort of the proper start of uh, Phase 5.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm watching Secret Invasion as well. I think I'm one episode behind at the moment, so I need to catch up on that. But I am really enjoying Secret Invasion too. There was some Walking Dead news. The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon and Dead City have both been renewed for second season. So those both will be coming back. Plus the Rick and Michonne series now has a new name. It's called The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. Somebody really needs shooting for the uh, titling of these shows because Walking Dead, Dead City, I think, is a terrible name and The Ones Who Live is a terrible name as well. So you could do with some better (laughs) naming protocols over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, is that because that was what they said at the end or something? You know, they made that speech. I think so, yes. Yeah, so they're trying to do something with that. But interesting to see they got renewed. I'm assuming, I don't know if Rick and Michelle will get renewed. I think they said that was the end of this story but they could change their mind i suppose but because i kind of wondered okay you've got dead city and daryl and that and what what are you going to do after that because tales is apparently still a thing Fear of the Walking Dead is finished and they haven't got anything else left. So I suppose the option was to, to renew the, the two shows. But you haven't really got the two main shows having 16 episodes each and doing all that sort of thing because mm-hmm. you don't have those shows anymore. But I suppose they're going to go with these two. So
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're going to be the two sort of main things moving forward. And I think you're right. I think the ones who live will be a one-off thing. Could be wrong about that, but we'll see. Still, of course, no UK air dates for any of this stuff, which is extremely frustrating. It's unlike AMC to leave money on the table, but that is apparently what they've done. Whether they launch an AMC Plus app at some point, that seems to be the only logical option to Mm. me, unless you're going to sell them on to Prime or something like that. I don't know. It's very, very weird that they don't have a UK broadcaster and they don't appear to be actively selling them anywhere. They're not even putting them up for sale, which they've done with like Fear. You could go and buy Fear as a box set as it came out on Prime and they've not even done that with that. They did the same with um, Interview with the Vampire, but although it didn't actually have an official broadcaster, you could actually go and buy the season episode by episode or you could buy the season and it would come out weekly i mean that's one way to do it but they've not even done that with daryl dixon or dead city so i, I don't know i don't know what's going on with those But uh, at the moment, no UK air date for those, but they have been renewed for second seasons. The Continental, which is the John Wick spin-off, it's a three-episode event thing, that's now got a premiere date, uh, 22nd of September. It's coming to Peacock in the US, and it will be prime video everywhere else. So it will be prime video in the UK. Never seen any of the John Wick movies, so uh, I I really should watch them at some point. But I I don't know how beloved they are, but uh, you know, if you're a John Wick fan, that's certainly one that I'm sure you'll Mm -hmm. go and watch I've only not
1: seen the newest one okay I haven't seen any of them at at the cinema I think by the time I went to watch them all three of them were maybe out anyway yeah
0: Over at DC, they announced that there are a couple of animated movies in the works. There's an animated version of The Watchmen and uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths they are doing, which is sort of interesting given that all the stuff is supposed to be integrated at this point. So I don't know whether they're being done as sort of Elseworlds things.
1: Yeah, they'll probably just stick it as Elseworlds.
0: or, Or whether the Crisis on infinite Earths event is going to be a sort of historical thing that sets up the gun universe maybe because i mean crisis events are things that massively alter
1: yeah i I, I don't think they do they feel the need to do that with this because it it hasn't come across that they felt the need to no specifically say to the audience we're gonna reset this and do this feels like superman legacy is just gonna come out and that'll be that
0: yeah.
1: So, so um, because I remember when they did it on the Arrowverse stuff and it was very clear of like, we're doing this, so this leads to this that kind of thing. So,
0: yeah. We have got some Superman legacy casting stuff coming up as well. Uh, there was one other date which I did not mention earlier, which is uh, Star Trek Lower Decks season four. Looks like it's premiering on September 7th. The first three seasons of Lower Decks are getting added in August to Paramount Plus. And uh, it looks like that's the sort of preparation for Lower Decks season for coming onto uh Paramount Plus on September 7th. So I don't know whether they're going to be sort of sharing that with Prime like they did with Picard or not, because mm. I, I don't know whether whether they're doing a deal for that or not, but it looks like the full season will be on Paramount Plus. Superman Legacy, though, there was casting, uh, quite a lot of casting for that actually. Uh, the main ones being uh, David Corrensweet, sweet who had landed the title role of Clark Kenton Superman uh, and uh, Rachel Brosnan, who has landed the role of Lois Lane. Um, those were the two that I wanted to see in those roles. Rachel, you know, I'm a huge fan of from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. David, I don't know his work quite as much, but I did watch Hollywood and he was great in the lead in that and I can see them working well. Well together. I think they're going to be great leads for this new Superman. They also announced the casting of Nathan Fillion as a Green Lantern, but not the one you thought that they were going to be because everybody thought he was going to be Hell Jordan and he's not. He's going to be Guy Gardner, which I think is, is an interesting choice. Isabella Massend, who is playing Hawk Girl, and Edie Gathagie I think his name is, who is playing uh, Mr. Terrific as well. And uh, Anthony Carrigan, He's also had a really good day because on the same day that uh, he was announced as being cast in Superman Legacy, he also got nominated for an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor for playing No Hope Hank in Barry. So uh, he had a really good day, Uh, but he's going to play Metamorpho, who is, uh, if you don't know that character, he's also known as Rex Mason. He's a former archaeologist who turned hero with the ability to transmute himself into various elements and morph all parts of his body into various shapes. He's been around since like 1965, that character. So great choice for that. Anthony Kerrigan is a brilliant actor. Uh, Fillion, of course, I will watch in absolutely anything. And uh, I don't know how big their roles are going to be in this because obviously, I mean, it's a Superman movie, but they are in there which is good it's does show you that they are very much setting up an established kind of you know superheroes are out there sort of world casting looks good I think so far
1: yeah the cast is good here I just think they've they've got to strike a bit of a balance of it's supposed to be a Superman solo film so you've got to get David settled in the role and Rachel settled in her role because this feels a little bit like a BVS but if you skipped Man of Steel sort of although it could be a bit of those two stitched together because we I mean we don't know if gonna have like um do you remember in bvs when they did the the cameos for flash cyborg and aquaman Mm -hmm. and it was like oh these these are here in the world and then you got back to the film if this is gonna do something like that or if it's gonna they're gonna have more sort of full roles Because you're kind of introducing these characters as well before you get to Batman, which was sort of one of the mistakes they made before. Because even though Batman slots in quite well in in Batman v Superman, you haven't really had the introduction to him. And clearly there'd been some sort of history between himself and Deathstroke when you get to the end of... uh, That was at the end of Justice League. um, Snyder. Mm -hmm. So they've got to strike the balance of this right. And it just depends how they they do that. I think there's a good casting choices, like I said. I just wonder, should you stick them all out in the door in the first film
0: I suspect they're not necessarily going to be huge roles you know it depends to see if the Justice League is already set up in this which it may be it sort of makes sense that those characters would be around they may be just not main parts of it And the Justice League is a thing that's sort of there. You could be setting it up in that way because all those characters have been part of the Justice League at some point. So I do wonder if maybe that's where they're going with it and it will be Superman dealing with something on his own, but the Justice League is sort of there in the background. I mean, maybe it's a Justice League meeting thing or something. I don't know. Um, Hmm. So maybe they're fairly small roles. We'll have to wait and see. I kind of trust James Gunn to get this right this is the start of the Gun Saffron DCU, so they sort of have to nail it. We'll have to see where it goes, but I, you know I like the casting certainly for the leads and I like the casting for these other characters, it's just like you say, it depends on very much on the plot for it, but we'll have to wait and see. Mm.
1: One question I kind of had was, so at the moment all these DC films are, are bombing from Black Adam to Flash at the moment and Blue Beetle's tracking very, very very low. don't imagine Aquaman 2 will be much different if this film because next next year is quite quiet for dc actually they've maybe got another season of harley quinn oh they've got one coming out soon actually but i mean the next one after that uh you've got joker 2 and you've got a penguin series and maybe superman it uh, depends if they get the season 4 done for that time but ev- everything else is either cancelled or actually finished because there's no more our stuff there's no more other DC EU films scheduled and even if batgirl had come out it would have obviously been out before that mm-hmm. point anyway so you haven't got a lot going on next year because also Batman 2 is also 2025. I just wonder if this film bombs as well. Let's say it makes between four to 500 million, which would still be probably too low and also would still be lower than what Man of Steel's was, which I think was 600 and something. So I think that was 600. I think BVS was about 800 million, and I can't remember what Justice League's was, but obviously that didn't go well. I just wonder if this film doesn't make enough money, what do you do from there? Do you just keep making the next films and hope that it gets
0: better? It depends. It depends how much money they're throwing at... Well, yeah, it the, depends how much it costs, the, the, I suppose, bu- yeah. The budget for it. Because, like, the budget for Man of Steel was two hundred and twenty five million and it made six hundred and sixty eight. So, you know, it did well. Maybe not as well as they wanted, but I mean it yeah. It, it did Make well over its money back. This has been a longer argument about the problem with cinema at the moment. Is the fact that the the reason that these movies are failing is because they're spending too much to make them. That's um, one of
1: them. There's a lot of factors, but that's one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. One of the reasons why these movies are seen as flops is because they're costing too much to make in the first place and they need to be able to reduce the amount of money that they're spending up front to mm. be able to make the amount of money back for them not to be flops at the box office, you know, because if you can make them, I'm not saying that it will be 50 million, but if you can make a movie for 50 million, that is a big superhero movie. Can. Yeah, and I mean, you yeah. can. I mean, you can make a movie for 50 million, obviously, but if you can make a decent superhero movie for that sort of budget, then you're laughing because if you then make mm. half a billion, in profit Did, off
1: that didn't Joker do something like that because Joker didn't cost exactly. a lot of money but it made a billion yeah Um. but then you can't do that every single time I suppose
0: no no, no. and I mean yeah. Joker's a very different sort of film so yeah yeah it's tricky what's the next film after superman
1: uh oh, Creat- creature commandos is a series isn't yes, it? yes it's an animated
0: series creature commandos
1: right i suppose it'll depend as well on how how batman does
0: the thing with batman as well is that's a separate universe as well so you know Oh no!
1: i mean uh, brave and the bold
0: oh brave and the bold yes yeah yeah, yeah. yes that, that will also going to be interesting to see because at the moment we don't know the budget for it so we'll see yeah that's all the news we've got for this week just some highlights for next week on tv so highlights for next week we have from season two starting on sky sci-fi that's on the 25th of july at 9 p.m um that's the sci-fi horror series about a nightmarish town that traps all those who enter how i met your father returns for season two for the second half of that that's on the 26th of july looking forward to that coming back BattleBots returns for what's been referred to in the UK as season five, although I think it's actually the US season ten, uh, just to be confusing. That's coming to ITV4. That's on the 26th of July at 7 pm. Good Omens returns for its second season. That's on prime video that's on the 28th of july definitely looking forward to that and um obviously goes beyond the books but uh, they have brought in the brilliant john finnamore to join neil gaiman in writing the second season of that so uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens with that the power of parker is a new show coming to bbc one that's on 28th of july stars connith hill who you will know is the uh, bold guy from game of thrones who is he in game of thrones varick oh okay so so has much more hair in this and uh, <laughs> stars in a comedy set in 90s Manchester about the downfall of a self-made impresario with the ambition of Alan Sugar and the swagger of Kilroy silk. It looks like it could be kind of funny that, but uh, that's coming out on the 28th of July. That's called The Power of Parker. And there is a new crime drama called Wolf and that starts on BBC One on the 31st of July at 9pm. It's based on the... Jack Caffrey novels. So, if you know those novels, this is the TV series based on that. There is a trailer up for it, which we posted on the website. The lead in it is uh, a guy called uh, Akweli Roach, who I don't know, but the two sort of villainous characters in this are Sasha Dewan, who you'll know as the master from Doctor Who, and uh, Ewan Rion, who you'll know from Game of Thrones. And they're they're playing kind of fairly psychotic characters in this, and they seem to be doing a lot of scenery chewing. It looks like it could be quite good fun. So um, Wolf, that's on BBC One on 31st of July at 9pm. Yeah and that is everything we have for this week if people want to find more of you where can they find you you
1: can head over to entertainmenttalk.org or search for that name on your podcast platform uh, TV games films May night podcasts um, I'll do a United cast preview soon we kick off on the 14th we're doing preseason at the moment still trying to buy and sell some players so see how that goes and no the Glazers do not look like they're leaving anytime soon even though they've been offered six billion dollars and it's not enough money it's not enough um, but they're still <laughs> that's still going on I uh, did a podcast on 9 one I talked about um, did some stuff on gaming talk recently I had to do a solo episode last week uh, Robert was also away so talked about uh, there was some Microsoft and like Activision updates and stuff like that uh, so that was cool i uh, done some film reviews got The Flash Mermaid Elemental Pixar's newest film really enjoyed that still need to go out and see Spider-Man so look out for that as well Twitch if you want to check me out over there eTalk UK and YouTube is Entertainment Talk Plays that's me oh and we should be back for Breaking Bad at some point as well
0: yes yes we'll be doing that as well uh so go and check matt out over on entertainmenttalk.org and all those other places uh bex you can find over on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes, that's b-y-t-e-s she's streaming every week you can uh go and have fun watching her stream she's was power washing the spongebob square pants Environment. i seem to remember the last thing i saw all her right doing then. she may be doing other things as well but uh, yeah. yes she's she's been playing around with the power washing stuff twitch.tv forward slash trista Bites for Bex. and daryl you can find out hollywood north news.net for all those tv series that you love which are shot in canada for us if you want to get in touch you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the the website post find us at geek town on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geek town on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geek town on instagram at geek town uk on tiktok at geek town uk and we're on threads as well you can find at geek town uk so uh, that <laughs> is everything you can go find us all over the place either at geek town or at geek town uk we will be back for another show next week thank you for listening Bye-bye. bye bye bye